ABC's a Greek. Oh, the ABC's a Greek. The ABC's a Greek. Hey everyone, and welcome back to the ABCs of Greek. I'm Thomas. I'm Erin. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is a podcast where we recap the ABC Family original series Greek episode by episode. Hey guys, it is finally the announcement day. We are going to be recapping Aquamarine. Thank you to everybody who has voted. Can't say I'm surprised that that was the outcome, but honestly, a Cinderella story gave it a good run. Um, and Sydney White yeah we'll keep those all in mind maybe for a later date but stay tuned that'll be coming sometime in the near future Um, we'll give you a heads up when you can expect that episode but thanks again to everybody who helped us get over the 100 reviews uh, threshold and who followed us and voted we really appreciate it why did my mom just text me that biden is in our town probably because he's in your town okay so today we are recapping season three episode nine the wish pretzel and the original air date was october 26 2009 it was directed by melanie mayron and written by patrick sean smith matt whitney and lana cho The IMDb summary is Rusty, Casey, Rebecca, Dale, Cappy, and Evan either get stuck or remain on campus over Thanksgiving break. (laughs) Couldn't they just say remain? Oh my god. This this episode is... I'm hoping you were done recapping. Yeah, that's the whole thing, but either get stuck or the the most vague yet still extremely wordy one we've had so far (laughs) but i'm glad it's not giving away too much hopefully this won't give away too much either that this episode is amazing yes update so good joe biden waved at my mom oh my gosh that's like when i waved at jake gyllenhaal and he waved back at me and then his bodyguard pushed me (laughs) (laughs) didn't billy eichner wave at you the other week too Yes, he did. Look at you. And Nicholas Braun that one time. You get a lot of waves. And Drew Barrymore. You got a hug from Drew. Drew Barrymore ran across the street and embraced me and told me that I manifested her. So that one's different. Oh my God. That one is different. I can put that, we can put that picture up on the gram. Yeah. (laughs) That's a top. Hopefully we won't forget. Yeah. That was, I mean, top five. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, top one, honestly. It's no, yeah. a oh, number well. one experience. Yeah. What I just noticed too is it's interesting that this aired on October 26th and it wasn't a Halloween episode. It was That's my birthday. Oh my gosh. It was, yeah, it should have been an Aaron's birthday episode. <laughs> you weren't listening to me when I said that that was the air date then. I wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny because the last one was on my sister's birthday, but our birthdays are usually a week and one day apart. They're not an exact seven, if maybe, I'm remembering correctly. Yeah, had a different date, like a different 2021, 20, 22. Maybe they moved their air yeah. day of the week. Yeah, we're because we're our birthdays are eight days apart. Three years Interesting. eight. It must maybe have been something like with a holiday or something. I think it had something to do with 13 nights of Halloween. Probably. I love that. Me too. They're like, we need to put this Thanksgiving episode like before like a Halloween movie. So is it 13 nights of Halloween because it's supposed to be spookier than doing 31 nights of Halloween? 
or is yeah. it 31 yeah. Halloween? Well, and I think originally they just didn't have as much Halloween content when they first mm-hmm. started doing that. Where now I think I think they might do a full 31 nights I now. Think they could I hope so. Yeah, because it's 25 days of Christmas. And then 13 nights of Halloween. Um, I guess 13 too is kind of like a spooky number. Right, right. That's what I said. What is listening Christmas. to me today? <laughs> so Thomas, Jacqueline. <laughs> you join the call. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, so this episode begins in the ZBZ house. Everyone is leaving frantically. Betsy's yelling for someone to come and get their cab. And I think Laura runs down the stairs and she's like, that's for me. And Casey and Rebecca are kind of like, Re- Casey's coming down the stairs. Rebecca's packing up all of her suitcases. She has the full Louis Vuitton collection. And Casey's like, Rebecca, you do realize you're not moving home, right? This You're just going home for the weekend. And Becca, Becca Rebecca says something <laughs> like... Well, you can pay me and move home, but then you would I wouldn't have an electric bill or something like that. She's like, yeah, you could pay me to stay there longer, but I don't have an electric bill. It's yeah. it's a dig. It's, it's a, a gamasai callback. It's a gamasai callback for sure. And Casey starts then talking about how she's super excited to go home to see her ex, Derek, who I think <laughs> this is the first time we've ever heard of him. And they lean in hard. We... Don't stop hearing about Derek. Rick. She really wants to see Derek. Maybe it's um maybe this is in the Life with Derek universe. I thought the same oh. thing. Oh, Wait, isn't his God. sister named Casey in that? <gasps> yes. Yes, or the Little Mermaid universe. And that's Eric. Oh, that's, that's Eric. Eric. <laughs> <laughs> Prince Derek. Wait, but also side note, real quick. I know, like, I know we. we we're adding a lot of time at the top of the show, but I was watching the new season of Cruel Summer today and a freeform show. So in the ABC family realm and the main one of the main characters is last name Chambers. And they're talking about, oh, you're going to follow in your dad's <laughs> steps. And he's like, well, that's the Chambers way. And I was like, is this in the Greek universe? Mm. it must be okay so Casey's really excited to see Derek and Rebecca's like that sounds like a hometown hookup and Casey's like no that doesn't always mean we're gonna hook up and Rebecca's like oh yeah that's because you're such a good person and I'm the bad person and Casey's just like blasting tis the damn season on her iPod nano even though it hadn't been written yet Seriously. Also, it's like, why would you even bring up that you're just like getting coffee with an old friend if it's not like or even an old ex? Like clearly you're horn dog city. Like she is so excited too. Like that's like the one thing she's looking forward to this weekend. She almost went home, like, well, I don't want to spoil it, but she almost went home just to see him. I know, like forget Thanksgiving. Living life with Derek. Something I would do. So uh, now- digging up the past. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> Especially during a holiday. <laughs> uh, so now we're at Dale and Rusty's apartment and they're unloading groceries. Dale is coming up with a full schedule of like how they're going to cook for Thanksgiving, but also go to the lab because Dale really wants to win this grant for his project that he's working on with Dr. Larson. 
It's and a $40,000 grant. Yeah, it's a lot of money is at risk. So Casey shows up and she is telling Rusty, like, we have to go to the airport. Our flight leaves in two hours. Because he's kind of like, what are you doing here? And she's like, well, we're going to home for Thanksgiving to Derek, obviously. And he's like, didn't you get the voicemails from mom? Like, they're going to Maui for the week. They canceled. And she says that she hasn't been listening to her voicemails because her mom started like reenacting healthcare debates from C-SPAN. So she just started ignoring her mom's voicemails. <laughs> and that's when Dale invites her to join them for Thanksgiving. And Dale is so excited. He's like, in the background, he's like fixing his hair. Yeah. He's trying to impress Casey. He's so excited. And Rus- Rusty's also like, well, I left you a voicemail too. And then it's implied that she also doesn't listen to Rusty's voicemails, which I mean, <laughs> I can only imagine what some of them have been. So now we are at the Amphora Society. Kathy and Evan are packing up food and they're talking about what they're gonna, their plans are for Thanksgiving. Cappy says that his parents don't celebrate Thanksgiving. And Evan, Cappy- Because they're on the side of the Native Americans. Although this episode, they say Indians. I know. Yeah. They I was thinking on... the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, they, they do. Say it a few times. They say it a few times, even though this, I like felt like it was like, oh, like that's so funny and like progressive. And then I was like, hmm. Yeah. He says they're on the side of the- I'm going to say Native Americans and, or he said Native Americans. I, that's what I wrote. And then he did in this scene. He says it later. He says Indians. Yeah, I know. I know. But in this scene, he does say Native American. Okay. Well, isn't that weird? I caught the same thing because I noticed that he said it this one and then later he, yeah. Also, now that I've been saying this, I think we're supposed to say indigenous people is better to say, but anyway. And the tur- on the side of the turkey because they're vegetarians. <laughs> yeah, and then Cappy's like, are you going home to the Chambers household where you'll be discussing, like, stocks and the will and, like, all these things about money? And Evan's like, no. And also, have you been watching Dynasty? Mm-hmm. And they... Dynasty plug. Dynasty plug. Well, Cappy Did- says, what's Dynasty? <laughs> and then so they decide that they want to go golfing together which is a really random thanksgiving activity but then cappy's like oh wait no i have the kt turkey hunt and evan's like what's that he's like oh we all like go around campus or the kt house and search for clues to find the hidden turkey and evan's saying aren't you tired of doing the same old stuff over and over again and cappy is he kind of agrees. Cappy's kind of going through a shift this whole episode. This is kind of where we start to see him begin that shift. And he's like, yeah, I guess they can do it without me. You know, um, oh, let's go golfing. And I also think a little bit of it is Evan kind of guilting him, kind of, because he's like, this is my first time ever not having Thanksgiving with my family. Yeah, and it's because it's in L.A. and not Ohio. <laughs> it's like very hard to believe that it's Thanksgiving. Also, wait, I wanted to do this at the top of the episode. Can we run through everything that has happened in this semester? And it is only Thanksgiving. Jordan appeared on campus. Jordan has had two serious relationships. Jordan has disappeared from campus. Max has also disappeared from campus. Like the never-ending liberal arts 
class, the never ending woman's studies class. So much has happened. They've gone to Comic-Con. Dale has dated Sheila. Sheila. Yeah, Dale has broken up with Sheila or has been broken up with Sheila. Dale got back together with Sheila, kind of. Dale broke up with Sheila. That grant is... Yeah, Calvin entered a serious relationship. Now maybe exiting one. There's so much happening. Ashley and Fisher. Fisher cheating on Ashley with Rebecca. Them making up, all of them. Cappy begging Casey to be with him. Then two episodes later, Casey saying, let's be together. And then Happy deciding not to. Happy going through very remorseful. And it's only Thanksgiving. Lana. Lana. <laughs> yeah, there's been a lot. Yeah, we're only at Thanksgiving. <laughs> well, this semester's no, it didn't. The season started with the end of the world party, but the semester didn't start with the end of the world party. Yeah, that was like mid-semester. I guess that was like early October. I guess That's crazy. This whole season has only been like, yeah, but even last season was still this semester. I know because that's the previous season started with Calvin texting Rusty when he was a a camp counselor saying, When are you going back to CRU for this semester? (laughs) Oh, you're right. That was this, this same semester. This whole semester has been two seasons. So, Franny. Franny was still in the picture. Franny, Franny was here at the start. Wait, the Icky's house began and had its peak and its demise all in this semester. Jesse McCartney was here and then vanished. That was all. That was all fall semester. And where the hell is Ben Bennett? <laughs> I've, I'm convinced Ben Bennett is studying abroad for the fall semester. I guess so. Oh my goodness. Yes. So now we're back at Dale and Rusty's apartment and Dale's talking about what they're going to do for Thanksgiving dinner. And he's saying that it's a kettlewell tradition to deep fry their turkey. And uh, well, Casey, and also to like make a wish on the wishbone and Casey and Rusty are like, well, that's also a Cartwright tradition. Isn't that everyone's tradition? Yeah. I think that's everybody who celebrates Thanksgiving does that. That's like being like, no, we get a Christmas tree. <laughs> yeah. And Casey's like, can I bring anything? And Dale's like, you can bring like a nice dry bottle of ginger ale. Sounds good. <laughs> it sounds so refreshing and crisp. And Casey, then this kind of starts another theme for Casey, this episode where she is saying that she could really use a wish right now. Not to quote the B.O.B. song again, but she's like showing how how things are going in my love life, I could really use that wishbone. And like we've just run through, she's had actually a very flourishing love life this semester. I know. She's had a very, she has almost had consistent, like a consistent love interest this entire, yeah, this entire semester. The scammer. (laughs) The scammer. That was this semester. Yeah. Yeah. Her her love life has been exciting to say the least. Yeah. Certainly no dry spells, even though the, I guess they call a dry spell about four days at this campus. About four hours. Yeah. Seriously. So this is where we learn that Dale is applying for that $40,000 innovation grant. And that's like what he's focusing his project on so he could win this grant. That and- grant. 
Yeah, that Grant. I like how they keep they keep mentioning the word Grant and there's no like ties in with the person Grant. I was kind of <laughs> expecting that. Mm-hmm. And Rusty is like unpacking all this canola oil. And this is basically where Rusty says that he's not going to apply for the grant. And we we basically just figure that, okay, Dale really wants this. Rusty doesn't really seem to be caring about this right now. Yeah, like as of right now, his only thing with his project is he wants to stop being called anchor. Like he's like, I'm just doing this to like get any kind of recognition so that I'm not, you know, seen as an academic failure. I almost forgot that they were even calling him anchor. That My feel- heart is a huge thing of this episode though. Didn't that feel like so long ago though? Yeah, but that was also the semester. <laughs> I think, yeah, it was more so just like a, a memory for me. So now we're back at ZBZ house and Casey comes back. She's all alone. She has like a rom-com moment where she picks up her brush and starts playing Waking Up in Vegas by Katy Perry and she starts like jamming out and she's jumping on the bed. And honestly, it looks so fun. It's so cute. And it's it's giving um, Bring It On when Kirsten Dunst is dancing to the mixtape. Yes. And then um, so Casey thinks she's completely alone because when she walks into the house, I forgot to mention, she says like, Beth, I think she says Reagan, who I'm not sure who that is. And then she goes, Freddy Krueger. And it's just completely silent. So Casey is convinced she's alone. And then we, as Casey's kind of getting to the bridge of the song, we see Rebecca in the doorway just clapping. And she says, you you really do think your life is a romantic comedy, don't you? <laughs> and that's where Rebecca says that her flight was canceled. And she wants to know more about Derek. Oh, well, I think, well, like, Casey also explains that her parents ditched her for Maui. Yeah, and, and she's like, I almost went back just for Derek, but that would be pathetic. Yeah, and Rebecca's like, oh, so Derek must be really, really great. Can you, like, tell me more about him? And Casey's, she is not interested in having this conversation, nor is she thrilled that it's just them alone in the house. But somehow she can't stop bringing him up. She can't somehow stop. Somehow she can't stop bringing him up, yet she doesn't want to talk about him with Rebecca. It's like, did she, did she make him up? That's the worst when you, like, feel yourself compulsively bringing something up you're like don't say it don't say it and then oh Derek. I know that feeling <laughs> yeah it's like yeah we we all have our Derek and you're like everybody including myself is sick of me here talking about this but Derek <laughs> it's sex in the city when Samantha uh, Miranda and Charlotte tell Carrie to go see a therapist because they don't want to hear about big anymore Fair. That episode where she's like saying the same thing all across New York City. Oh yeah. And she's like walking through at, like I I'm the person who brought this bark out of this. Yes, oh, yeah. She's right. Yeah. But it is annoying. So now we are at the KT house and Heath, Wade, and Beaver are playing pool, and Rusty is there and he invites them to Dale's Thanksgiving at their apartment. And they're like, sure. And then they ask him about the turkey hunt. And he's like, oh, no, I can't do that because I have to cook. And I'm also going to be thinking about my project. And he's like, I have no solution. So it's I probably like it's pointless that I'm even thinking about this. Beaver says something like, well, why don't you help us with the turkey hunt? And then we'll help you with your polygamy science project. (laughs) Oh, Beaver. Beaver. And then, I, I'm so proud of him for getting into college. 
Right. Well, yeah. he was a football player. Remember, we found. Oh out- my god! Yeah, yeah. He's talented. So Pappy walks in looking for his golf clubs, and it's one club. Yeah, it's like it's like his <laughs> pitching wedge or something. And he asks Rusty why why he's still there, and then Rusty explains that he's staying in town, like because his parents canceled. And Cappy then realizes that Casey is also there in town for Thanksgiving. And he, like, the way that this is dawning on him, it's that meme of that woman with, like, the mathematic equations. Like, yes. Like, so Casey's here. (laughs) He's putting together all of the equations. Yeah. And so Rusty invites him to their dinner. And Cappy uh, says he can't go because of a charity golf event. Yes. Cappy's like, I can't make it. (laughs) And then he throws one of the pool balls and like knocks the other one in and he says double shot. And then Rusty, something like really a light bulb goes off in Rusty's head, a literal light bulb. And Mm. he's like the double shot. And then he starts putting together all this scientific language, which something about a cross linker. Combo shot. Combo shot. That's what it is. Not a double shot. A double shot of love. Combo shot it. Combo shot it. Polymer science. Um, Double espresso shot. I think I have like coffee on my brain. He's like, he's like, you need another wire. But this doesn't even have to do with his project. Like he's thinking of a completely different solution to some other issue that apparently he's been noodling over. Like his project. Yeah, he says it at some point, but his project was about eco polymers, and now he's working on a regenerative wire. Oh, right. And that can be cut again and again. And I guess he's been thinking about this in the past, but never thought it could happen. But he's like, you need a cross linker, a wire that would be like electro, like electrically charged that would link the other two wires together. And that's what sets him off. I'm this whole sequence. I was like, are they just making things up? Like the science stuff? Like, or is somebody actually like theorizing? Like, are they conferring with somebody who's like theorizing about science? They like, can't and be, if, right? To what extent? Yeah, right. Because like, I don't even know. But like, maybe they are. I don't know. If also- you know anything about Palmer science and understand what's going on in this show, please write in and let us know if any of this checks out. Also, the world where Rusty Cartwright invents a regenerative wire that can never be cut, he'd be everywhere. I feel like that's a major innovation. Yeah, the science stuff is going right over my head, but Rusty is like going full Thomas. <laughs> he's telling Edison. this all to Beaver. He's <laughs> he's so excited. He's telling Beaver the whole thing. Like, really? <laughs> Don't burden Beaver with this. And Beaver looks so confused. So then Rusty bursts into Hastings' office and Hastings. Hastings, yes. That's his advisor's name. And Hastings is on the phone, I think, with his his child or his No, no, no. It's his wife talking about his mother-in-law. Oh, I thought he was on the oh my gosh. I thought he was on the phone with like his daughter talking about his wife. But that no, makes a lot more like, sense. Oh, we don't have to go pick her up. Like we could let her stay. At the nursing home, she is crazier, right? And then he's like, just kidding, we'll pick her up. Got it. Yes, that makes a lot more sense. And Rusty just bursts in and he's like, we've got to do a combo shot to reconduct the wires. 
in the middle that are also conductive. I this <laughs> truly was going right over my head. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't even the, like uh the sentiment is he's on to something. <laughs> yeah, the sentiment is he's on to something big, grant worthy. And Jacqueline seemed to have grasped more than uh, my brain was willing to hold on to or my fingers were willing to type in. Yeah, I'm really relying on these um the science portion of these notes. And uh <laughs> Hastings is like, are you on drugs? I think he literally says that word for word. Rusty's just so excited. He's like, this is going to give the current more pathways to travel. And Hastings like, well, if you can get this to work, you have a really good shot at that $40,000 grant. Mm -hmm. And he's like, Rusty says, oh, well, my friend's going for the grant. Like, is it okay if I try to? And this is where Hastings starts his speech about there are no friends in the lab, which continues then later on in the episode. Basically, the moral Hastings story is that, like, never befriend anyone. No one is a friend in the lab. They're all your competition. Very yeah. Abby Lee Miller of him. <laughs> so now it's the he night. He has time. a pyramid every week. It's the top of the pyramid. <laughs> so <Nine>. now, <laughs> now Casey is going to bed and... She is hearing these creepy noises. Like she's hearing like the doors creak and it's like feeling very frightening to her. I guess this is where the Halloween portion of the episode comes in. And then she, Casey walks over to her door because she thinks she hears something and she opens it and Rebecca's standing right there and they just scream at each other because they're both so scared. Yeah, that would be scary. Yeah, and Rebecca's like, I can't sleep. Like I can sleep through dance parties to single ladies and you know karaoke nights but I can't handle the silence and so Rebecca kind of just walks into Casey's room and she puts her stuff on Ashley's bed and she's like I think I'm just gonna stay here tonight and Casey flat out says no and Rebecca's like oh I guess you're not as good of a person as I thought you were she's like do you really want me to get you know murdered by the serial killer or um do you just want me to stay here And then Casey's like, fine, you can stay here. And then Rebecca gets out her rain machine, which I guess produces white noise. And um, she like has her sleep mask on and she is ready to spend the night here. And she also does the red rum voice at one point. She goes, red rum, red rum. Oh, yeah. Casey's like, don't do that. Rusty did that one time when he was six and he swears he's still never even seen the movie. (laughs) Oh, yeah. I forgot she did that because she's like, it's like a shining in here. (laughs) and her her, she does it really well yeah she like it's like really creepy the way she does it so now we're back at dale and rusty's apartment dale is just waking up and he's in his pjs and rusty is in jeans and dale's like don't you want to wear something a little bit more elastic for today because like it's thanksgiving we're just gonna be chilling and eating and rusty's like no i'm going to the lab because i have this idea to get a wire to reconduct and hastings said i'm gonna go for the grant uh, you know, if this works, it could be, you know, worthy of the grant. And then Rusty asks Dale if it's okay if he goes for the grant. And Dale's like, my grant? And Rusty's no, like, that well, grant. Yeah, Rusty's <laughs> like, no, that grant. Yeah, and then uh, Dale's like, well, Rusty says, no, well, it's not really your grant yet. And Dale's kind of like, okay. You know, he's very hesitant, very uneasy, but I guess he can't really say no here. Yeah, and he's like, oh, yeah, you can't call dibs on a grant, but if you could, I already did. (laughs) I feel like Rusty was pretty respectful throughout this whole thing of, like, how important that was to Dale. Yeah, 
I like, agree. You know, I wouldn't yeah. even thought to like not, or maybe I would have. I don't know, but and, but also Dale wouldn't have given a shit if the roles were reversed. Exactly. No, not at all. Because Dale also know. went for Larson. Like no. Yeah, problem. and then didn't say anything to Rusty and like when it was his advisor. So he has no qualms about like stepping on someone if it has to do with science. Like this is not somewhere where he knows there's no friends in the lab. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was surprised he even asked, to be honest. But I was like, wow, good for you, Rusty. Oh, I mean, he showed a lot of, like, growth in this episode. Yeah. And also felt, like, really fucking bad for him. I mean, we'll talk about it later. But I felt like he yeah. was really trying to be, like, respectful of Dale. Yeah. Um, so now it's the next morning at the ZBZ house. And Rebecca and Casey are drinking coffee. And Rebecca's like, I think we should go back to separate rooms tonight because you were snoring so much last night. And then they start talking about what they're going to do that day uh, since it's Thanksgiving. And Casey's saying that she's going to be delivering turkeys to the elderly. And she says that she's doing this because things really haven't been going her way. And maybe this will bring her good karma. And Rebecca's like, well, I'm just going to write a a check. And then Casey's like, oh, and then Rebecca says for $10,000. And Casey's like, well, if you really cared, you'd invest your time and not just your money. And Rebecca's like, okay, then I'll just volunteer today. And then Casey says like, oh, well, I didn't mean today. Uh, She doesn't really want to volunteer with her because now all of a sudden it's like they're spending every moment together. (laughs) Per Rebecca's request. (laughs) So Cappy and Beaver are watching the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade and um that's when wade and heath walk in well also cappy says something weird about like surprise there hasn't been some mischievous person with a bb gun like taking out these balloons like what a weird thought i know that was weird and then there was just it was just like silent after that so wade and heath walk in and they have the first clue of the turkey hunt and it's like so obvious they read it out loud and it's like something about being in a pool that doesn't have any water but deep pockets and it's like obvious that the clue is in the pocket of the pool table and the three of them Heath Wade and Beaver are stumped they have no idea what this could mean they think it could be in the jacuzzi they're absolutely flummoxed and Cappy is like you guys, it's obviously in the pool table, like in the pocket of the pool table. And um, that's when he gets a, a text from Evan that says that Evan got held up and won't be at the golf course for two hours. So Cappy's like, okay, well, I can actually join you guys. Like he starts doing the hunt with them. But also like the premise of this turkey hunt is that one of the brothers who isn't going to be there hid this and created this. What KT would spend their time writing these riddles? Maybe Ben Bennett. <laughs> Maybe it was Ben Bennett. Maybe. Also, it was funny when Evan when Evan texted Cappy. It's he Cappy has him in his phone as Lambers. I know. <laughs> but yeah, the premise of the turkey hunt is a little confusing. Right. So now we see Casey and Rebecca showing up to volunteer, and I think this is on like CRU's campus. And the lady is super snarky. She's like, honestly, like we have enough volunteers, you know, we'd love your help any of the other 364 days of the year, but thanks for showing up today. She's like, if you really wanted to help, you would write a check. And Rebecca's like, oh, perfect. And she pulls the $10,000 check out of her purse and hands it over. (laughs) 
And the lady is so thrilled. And then Rebecca's like, well, I'm good on karma now through Christmas. <laughs> he's, he's like pissed. So now we're back in the lab and Rusty's showing his project to Hastings. It looks like it's working and Dale just like keeps interjecting. They haven't cut the wire yet to see if it will regenerate, but like it looks like whatever he's doing might work and he's getting really excited and Dale like keeps like popping in kind of from where he's working on his project and Hastings is like, why would you tell him about your project? Remember, there's no friends in the lab. And Rusty's like, he's my roommate. Like, I was just excited. And he's like, no, you don't share these details with anybody. And at first, like, when he says this, it kind of seems like overkill. But Dale is behaving weirdly. Mm-hmm. And that's when Dale comes over and he, like, walks over to where Rusty's working. And he's like, well, this will be like impossible to have it done by Monday, right? And Rusty's like, well, probably, but I have to try. You know, he's being very earnest. And um, he's like, I might as well give it a shot, you know? And as Rusty is saying that, Dale's project catches fire because he's hidden it behind a cereal box that he's like opened up so no one can spy on his project, which yeah. is very bad if it's flammable and the project is literally burning and the guy that originally called rusty the anchor says to dale like your project's burning and then he says um you're sinking with the anchor i know i like how this actor is solely there to call rusty anchor he's just there now fully so now dale has to start over with a new circuit board and rusty feels really bad he's like dale is there anything that i can do for you um and dale doesn't even respond because larson calls and dale is like i might not be done in time we just hear obviously the one side of the conversation but it's not looking good for daily it sounds like larson is like really pushing him and you hear dale be like yeah of course i want to be on charlie rose like all this stuff and rusty's like he really pushes the charlie rose thing doesn't he and dale was like yeah yeah yeah, and you can just tell that they don't have the best relationship meanwhile you like rusty is over on the other side of the room and he sees the light bulb start to turn like flicker back on so his project or whatever is kind of working it goes off but for a second it relit and he's so excited and Dale is like, well, it didn't stay lit. So, and he's like, I know, but this means I'm on the right track. Like this means I'm doing something right. Like maybe it needs a bigger battery or something. And so Dale's like really upset and he ends up packing up his stuff and going home. Jocelyn, like, I'm honestly really impressed that how by how much of the science part of this episode you understood. <laughs> I know, I wasn't even attempt. I was like, I am. Not. I don't think it's any real science though. <laughs> Like, no, I know, but I was just like, these details I can't be doing. Uh, um, so, well, I weirdly really remember this from the last time I watched it. Like, I don't remember any of the details. Like, I don't remember Dale and Rusty getting into it, but I weirdly remember the project. I don't know. Um. So now they, we are in the KT house and they are looking for the turkey they're in Heath's room filled with boxes because the last clue was about boxes. And Cappy's like, why do you have all of these boxes? Like you're not running a shipping center. And he's like, no, I'm moving. I'm leaving the house because I'm graduating early. 
which he's been graduating early. Oh my god, the float that was the semester too. Oh my gosh, I I completely (laughs) forgot about the float. The first time we found out that Heath was graduating early was because of the float, which was the beginning of his. Um, so yeah, he's like, I'm leaving. Cappy has no idea. That wasn't even this season. I know that was the last season. No, no, oh, yeah, that, that was, was last season because uh, Evan and Franny were. That yeah. was when that was when Evan gave up the trust. Yeah, that was yeah. the episode he gave up his trust fund. Anyway, so Cappy has no idea. Like they all kind of say to him, like you've been really uninvolved lately. Like we had to plan Heath's like going away party or graduation party ourselves. And you see something like switching Cappy's brain, like the idea that those guys would think he like wasn't loyal or wasn't involved enough, like really bothers him. And he texts Evan and bails. He's like, something came up next time or tomorrow we'll play. So stupid, but whatever. (laughs) Um, Well, I think also he's like, I have limited Heath time left. Yeah, I think it's also just like, like, he loves those guys and he's so obsessed with them. And I feel like he doesn't want to be seen as like betraying them in any way Casey they're like stand Casey and Rebecca are standing next to this display where they're packing these meals and then they're also simultaneously next to the um pole that has all of the the help wanted or like poster boards or flyers on it Mm-hmm. And they're looking on that and Casey's like, well, maybe we could go to Dobbler's. They're doing a canned food drive. And Rebecca's like, that was yesterday. They have nothing to do. And Casey's like, I really needed this. I really, I'm in a funk. And um, Rebecca admits, she's like, I actually just decided not to go home. Like the idea of being at home sounded horrible. And I actually just chose to stay here instead of getting on my flight. And Casey wasn't saying she really needed the volunteering. She was saying she really needed to get dicked down by Derek. She admits she said she was a booty call. I was really looking forward to that. Right. (laughs) And And that's when Rebecca opens up about it. Yeah. And Rebecca's like, oh, well, who are you? You were getting over Cappy. And she's like, kind of doesn't say anything. And then she says, well, who was better, Evan or Cappy? And Evan's walking around the corner and he's like, what? Like, are you talking about me? You know, and they're obviously very awkward. And he comes up and he's looking fine. And um, Casey then invites him to the Thanksgiving dinner at Rusty's. I'm like, does Rusty realize at this point how much he would have to cook? He would have to know Beaver, Wade, Heath, potentially Cappy, Evan, who he doesn't even know about. Like, that's a lot of mouths to feed. Rebecca. Rebecca, who who invites herself along. Yeah, and she's hurt. She's like, where's my invite? Yeah, so as this is happening, like, we are now in the Dale, or in the Kettlewell Cartwright apartment. Well, and- also just real quick, Evan is talking about how he's alone because his friend bailed on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not happy. Um, Dale is passive aggressively setting up the deep fryer, <laughs> and he's like has it on this little like porch. And Rusty's like, this doesn't seem safe. And Dale says, Well, I've never lost a turkey before. 
and he just keeps critiquing Rusty's cooking. He's like looking over it. He's like, You're, how, did you count how many shallots you put in there? Like, did you count how, like all this stuff? You're going to make it a stuffing smoothie if you keep stirring it that quickly. (laughs) Yeah. And he's really being critical of Rusty's cooking skills, like overly critical, obviously taking out his frustrations. He starts kind of talking about the project, but in the way that Rusty usually does where it's about something else and then like making it about the thing that's really bothering him. Which he'll do later. (laughs) Yeah. And Rusty then offers to, he's like, I'll help you get back on track. And Dale just loses it and says, the dinner is canceled. I'm going to the lab. That's not why he cancels the dinner, though. His last straw, he says, do you put cranberries in this stuffing? Yeah, he says, put cranberries. It's not in the recipe. Uh, He's like, that's it. Dinner's canceled. So as he says that, Rusty's phone keeps ringing. Rusty picks up and screams into it, dinner's canceled. And then we go back to the scene with Evan and Casey's standing there and Casey's like, um, I guess dinner's canceled. And so then Evan offers a truly out of pocket <laughs> solution. He's gone full Robin Hood, but like evil. It's it's giving Aladdin. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he's like, well, we could just vol- say we're volunteering and take the dinners for ourselves. Yeah, he says, we'll pretend we're delivering them and then keep some. And it's Casey, like they already said you can't help. <laughs> you so see dark. Rebecca, like, absolutely not. Yeah. Like, not they shut it down very quickly. But Casey then has this idea. She's like, you know what? All of these people are here for Thanksgiving alone. Like, we should all be together. Everyone should come to the ZBZ house. And so then she just yells out to all the volunteers to come to the ZBZ house, but they don't have any food. I know. I, that's why I said. Okay, who's cooking? Who's buying? Also, who says these people don't have plans? Yeah. Well, apparently they don't, but I'm more concerned about the food aspect this whole episode. I would be not I know, a and who's paying for this too, because ZBZ is currently paying the Gamasai electric bill. I guess maybe yeah, it's Rebecca. Not Evan. Evan was trying to steal from the poor. <laughs> I guess Rebecca has her checkbook. Yeah, I guess, yeah, Rebecca could front. So then we're at the ZBZ house and uh, they don't seem to have any food there either. They seem to only have this punch bowl. Or I don't know. So they're serving, them? yeah, the microwave pizza with turkey sausage. Okay, I didn't catch that. I just caught the punch bowl, which is filled with something that um, Evan has deemed cranberry sauce, which really just sounds like it's like vodka crayon. Well, he said because it's a bunch of half bottles that he took from his catering gig. It honestly sounded kind of good. I liked the name cranberry sauce for it. (laughs) Yeah. So um, people might not be full, but they will be drunk. And that's when Casey's like, oh, why don't we invite Cappy? And Evan says, oh, he was actually like the flake that I had plans with. And Casey is trying to casually ask about Lana. And she says, oh, well, he's probably like doing something with Lana anyway. And Evan's like, no, they broke up. And he he's not catching what she's doing at all. <laughs> he can't. Oh, far from it. He has no idea what's going on with that. And, um, you know, you see Casey be like, oh, okay. So now we're back at the KT house. Oh, I didn't mention this before, but. The last clue they got made it pretty clear that the the 
next clue would be at the Omega Chi house um mm-hmm. because it said something about chambers and like I don't know um so they're in there they've snuck in they're wearing full like burglary outfits <laughs> and um it's also like really late at this point like it's completely pitch black outside and then like I just don't feel like this game would take as long as they're acting like it is like long enough that Evan would, or that Cappy would have to cancel his plans plans with Evan and that like this would be going on for this long there's only like four clues they find the clue and Heath was like okay well before we leave we have to do something to the house and Wade wants to do something to Evan's room. Like they suggest potentially like peeing in there. Yeah, peeing on his bed. That's such a violation. That's actually yeah. really like, gross and fucked up. Um no, so- that's <laughs> have you guys ever watched the movie Um Eight Crazy Nights, the animated Adam Sandler movie about <laughs> Annika? No. It's also a musical. It's like a fever dream of a movie. Um, but there's this song called Technical Foul. And like they always they just like go through all these behavioral things. And I'm like, that's a technical foul. <laughs> Being in Evan Chambers said, that's a technical foul. <laughs> Truly. So then an Omega Kai walks by and they kind of all have to hide. And as he like leaves, Cappy's like, we got to get out of here. Like, you know, let's just leave, which it makes sense. But the guys like have an intervention for him. They're like, why are you being so nice to the Omega Kai's all of a sudden? You're not eating any of your let's get revenge on Evan Chambers. What's wrong with you? (laughs) It's so weird. And so he's like, well, it's this kt rule long-standing tradition about thanksgiving and like not like being mean to your enemies and all this stuff and wait he says it's in the bylaws yeah and wade says the omega kais and the kts will never get along oh my god not to keep going back to references but it's like in the rahoni um episode where they're in morocco and jill and ramona are fighting and jill goes we will never be friends yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah um and then ramona lays on the bed and sobs yeah Um, (laughs) (laughs) so uh, yeah they kind of like all are reminding him of all of the bad stuff Evan has done, which when you put it like that, yeah, yeah they bring up the pledge paddle. Yeah, and they're like, Rusty. Smacked Rusty. He, you know, stole your girlfriend. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and Cat or Cappy then says he's like, Well, I actually had the the chance to get back together with Casey. He's like, all that stuff is in the past. I had the opportunity to be with Casey, and I said no because I didn't want to risk it. And the guys want to go through all that again. Yeah. And the guys are like, oh my gosh, when did you become like this? Like, who even are you? Cappy, the Cappy we knew would never, you know, not take a risk and all of this stuff. And you see again, like Cappy's just been hit with the But Wade finally says what everybody has been thinking. Cappy says, why would I want to go through everything Mm -hmm. again? And he says, to be with the love of your life like duh yeah thank you wade speak the truth you see him kind of take this all in they are gonna get out of there beaver does take one more actually he takes the beer 
that someone has left out from the table. And when they leave, you see that written on some random plaque is like KT rules. So in Hastings office, um, he's telling Rusty this story about like, I think Rusty is just in there complaining about Dale and like, you know, saying that it's not working out with like them being in both going for this grant and Hastings is like, I had this friend, they invented something. This is the part I didn't write down, but they had some big invention together and they both contributed to it. And then the friend ended up writing a book about it. And now he's like a millionaire and like really successful. And he left Hastings out of the book. And um, he says like, and again, he's like, there's no friends in the lab, basically. Wait, also, did you mention the fact that he's still, he's there because he's lying to his family about having car troubles? Because it's Thanksgiving night at this point. Yeah, he says he's in his office. He's like, I'm currently changing my tire. What if this was in the same universe as Mean Girls and Dr. Hastings is Gretchen Wiener's father, the inventor of Toaster's toaster's Turtle? The other guy. The other guy would be the inventor of toasters. Oh, you're right. Also, he also says his friend then like married a Victoria's Secret model. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then he tells Rusty, he's like, you both can't win this grant. So one of you is going to win. One of you is going to lose. Or they both might lose. <laughs> right. So like at this point, it's looking like Dale won't win either. Like his project has literally gone up in flames yeah so casey is telling evan she's like i can't believe i've been getting along with rebecca for (laughs) for 24 hours like this is two hours she says two hours hours. (laughs) (laughs) i guess she's not counting the time they were asleep um so she's like so amazed by that she tells evan like just invite like cappy you know your friendship should be public and He's just not sure about it. When he walks away, Rebecca comes up to Casey and she's like, oh my gosh, were you talking about me? What were you saying? Like, did he say anything? Did he mention me? She's clearly like crushing very hard on Evan. Because when she was teaching Abby how to flirt at the party, the uh, what I assume was the day before with this timeline, <laughs> they had that moment, that spark that scared yeah. us again. So then this like little guy comes running down the stairs and he's in Ashley's famous rain cloud sweater with the, with the rainbow on one side and the cloud on the other. Oh, and happy like, pride. <laughs> yeah. True. All and he runs out the door and Casey is like, oh my God, that's my roommate's sweater. And she says, I think it's time to close the kitchen. And so Evan kicks everybody out. He's like, okay, you guys, it's time to go. Like This is over. And the guy is running down the street. And I love how you described him as a little guy. He is tiny. He, he is. looks quite young. He's spry. He's in the sweater. Um, so Rusty walks into the lab and he sees Dale reading his notes. Come on. And Rusty's like, that's cheating and unethical at the very least. And Dale and- doesn't like immediately get upset by even being caught doing this either like his response is really weird yeah he says you should take this as a compliment I'm seeing you as real competition and Dale is really hurt he's like I can't believe you You mean Rusty is really hurt oh yeah yeah Rusty Dale's hurt in other ways Rusty is so hurt he's like I can't believe you think so little of me 
um you've been looking down at me this whole time like you've been calling me anchor behind my back and I've thought thought of you as a friend this entire time Mm -hmm. and this is like I'm actually feeling really bad for Rusty here and his outrage is finally like justified and at the right person like I obviously love Dale but this was really painful to watch this was really not cool I mean I feel like this is such a relatable thing of like a jealousy in a friendship right like especially in this time in college whether it's over school or like you know a romantic interest or whatever like I feel like it's I've been the Dale I've been the Rusty like both are terrible terrible feelings but the hurt in Rusty's eyes like I think I he always just thought he could trust Dale and he, like he had to know like he knew from the outset that this was going to be difficult for Dale to deal with but for Dale to like violate their friendship in that way and for it to happen like one day like it just mm-hmm. like he told him this morning and Dale turned on him. Like a truly a flip so a switch. Fast. Yeah. Yeah. And like I said, like if the shoe was on the other foot, Dale would not have been as gracious as Rusty was like offering to help with the project when it blew up and like all that stuff. Like Dale would not have done that for him. No. Sad. I felt really real. His, he was so hurt and he, no. he like says something like, I cannot believe you were calling me the anchor. And Dale still is just like, it was just a nickname. Yeah. It's really, really rough. And on Thanksgiving, no less. I know. Okay. So now buckle up. Now Casey and Evan are checking Casey and Ashley's room and they're like, okay, it really looks like he only took the sweater. Like, interesting. Um, And then Casey gets a text from Rusty and it says, like, Thanksgiving at the KT house. So she's like, okay, like, Thanksgiving at the KT house, Evan. And he's, and then, and she makes a comment. She's like, gosh, this is just like not how I thought I was going to be spending my Thanksgiving. I thought I was going to be spending it with an ex-boyfriend. She means Derek. And he turns around and he's like, huh? And she doesn't even really explain. She's like, oh, sorry. She like apologizes and he's confused. And then he gets closer and closer and he goes in for a kiss. I couldn't believe my eyes. Mm -hmm. I could not believe my eyes. And I couldn't believe my eyes seeing anybody push away Evan Chambers. She stops him. And I, I mean, I know that she is like fiending for Cappy. I think it would be very, very hard in that moment, especially on the cranberry sauce to say, pump the brakes on this one. So good for her because now that they're friends too, it would be like, it would just be so like messy. The worst is what she says and what he says in response. No, I know. So she says, Look, I thought I just wanted a booty call, but I realize now um, I'm I'm looking for more. And he's like, I I know exactly what you mean. I'm like, oh my god! So that's why Evan's been hanging around all this time. He's been eating at the ZBZ house. I thought it was purely platonic. I did like, too. He's down to clown. He's like, I feel like a fool. <laughs> so does he. Yeah, he really wants to get back together with her. I know. And then he realizes that they're not on the same page, and he tries to play off. And it's like, oh, guys no but luckily at this moment Rebecca walks back in and she was like I chased that guy for three blocks before I realized that he's doing us a favor by taking that sweater (laughs) and 
Rebecca is excited to hear that there's a KT house invitation. She's like, woohoo, let's go. And I will say like, it does seem like Casey and Evan are bouncing back from this interaction without too many repercussions, but oh God, that hurt. That was hard to watch. And I have a feeling that it's going to complicate things now that her and Cappy are, you know, different. Uh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. And Cappy and Evan's friendship. It's going to have th- this. There's no way that this won't come back to to haunt us, to haunt us all. Well, I hope that that look in Evan's eye, I was like, oh, my God, I would never I could never turn it down. Oh, I know. Turn it down. Also, like, go for Rebecca, Evan. She's clearly into you. I know. And I'm shipping them. I was, like, a little... I was hoping Rebecca wouldn't see them. I was expecting she would walk in right when they're about to kiss. I know. She's unfazed by it, so... Yeah, that's true. Evan is like, oh, the KT house? I don't know about that. And Rebecca's like, I'll protect you. (laughs) Which she could... She's a guard dog. That was Um, cute. And so uh, Cappy climbs out onto the roof and sees Rusty hanging out there being mellow and blue. Um, And he says, you know, he's just thinking. And Cappy's like, great place to do some thinking. Do some of my best thinking up here, too. And Rusty, we're, we're seeing the mirror of the end of the world party here a little bit. Rusty is like, what's going on with you? And Cappy immediately he was like well I don't know if I should tell you this because it involves your sister which it's like I feel like he could have just been like oh I had a day of like turkey hunting (laughs) he's like he's it's on the brain it's on the brain and he wants to talk about it and he yeah it's his Derek (laughs) and um Rusty's like just like talk to me about it like it's just some other girl like come on and Cappy kind of launches into this little speech about Cappy says I can't do that because it's not just any other girl. Yeah. It's Casey Cartwright. And he says, I I was talked out of going after Casey. And, um, you know, I just feel like my friend was looking out for me. But and Rusty's like, maybe your friend was looking out for himself again, talking about Dale, but like still good advice in this moment. And he's like telling Cappy about the project and he's going on about his self-healing wire and it can be cut over and over and grow right back. And it doesn't give up. And he might even be a little teary eyed. It's really good. It's really cute. And it's a really good showing for Rusty. And he's like, and that's what I'm going to do. Like, I'm not going to give up either no matter how many times they call me anchor I'm not giving up and I love this for him this is like the most growth we've ever seen for him it was so cute I will say when Cappy says he goes um my friend talked me out of it like the way he says friend I'm like oh god trouble is brewing yeah yeah well also because he is thinking now about how Casey told the Amphora Society that Evan told everybody and it's just or not everybody but her told Casey which is everybody now in this scenario he's picking everything apart Mm -hmm. as he should like he should have examined that advice a little bit better I don't think it was Evan like trying to claim Casey in that moment but maybe yeah maybe now maybe now that we because we missed all the other signs 
Well, mm. I don't necessarily think it was like cleaning her, but I think he cannot have the idea of them together. Even if he in that moment didn't want her, he can't have them together. Like it does something to him. So Rusty's like, well, what are you going to do? And Cappy says, I'm going to have Thanksgiving dinner with my brothers. Okay. Um, they go downstairs and they're like, what's going on here? And <laughs> Casey, Evan, and Rebecca are standing in the doorway and they won't let Evan inside. And Rusty says, good. <laughs> and Keith says, if you come in, we're going to pound your face. Um, and Cappy says, if the pilgrims, and again, he says Indians here, but pilgrims and Native Americans can set aside their difference. So can they. Then they also are like, look, he has a peace offering. It's And it's a box full of more of the booze from the catering job. So they're like, oh, actually, that's great. Come on in. And then um, he walks past, Evan walks past Cappy and he's like, sorry, I bailed. <laughs> and then they have a quick kiss on the cheek. <gasps> and Cappy <laughs> has no idea about the almost kiss in the bedroom. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Oh, no. Chills. Chills. I just got an actual chill. So now they're all having dinner outside. It's really cute. They're having dinner um, in the KT backyard. And Wade proposes a toast. Um, and it's, yeah. It's sure. a horrible dinner. It's literally just pretzels. popcorn. <laughs> popcorn and pretzel. It's like trail mix dinner. Oh, my gosh. It sounds like a nice snack for me but wade, yeah wade proposes a toast with the turkey he's like time for the turkey and it's a whiskey like a turkey whiskey like <laughs> the name of the whiskey is turkey but good thing casey evan and rebecca had the turkey sausage pizza already so they can just nibble well they said they forgot to eat because they were serving everybody else that's why they went oh Oh no, they're probably so, so hungry. They're all very hungry. Oh, I love pretzels though. And yeah. Ooh, sourdough nuggets. <gasps> yes. You know how Perfect. I feel about those niblets. I know you love them. <laughs> I do love a niblet. The honey mustard onion, which I, I can't bring myself to eat. It's disgusting, but it's addicting. I do love those. They're it's like too much. Like I can't do a flavor blasted goldfish either. Like oh, I love those too. I can't do that intensity. <laughs> I get so, that. <laughs> um. <laughs> <laughs> so Beaver is staring at Evan from across the table, and he's like, "You would look really good with a shaved head." And Rebecca goes, "If you shave Evan, I'm gonna shave you." <laughs> Which honestly, I thought uh, Beaver was gonna be like, "Okay." Because mm -hmm. he's kind of a Rebecca Stan. Rusty walks over to Casey with a wishbone pretzel. And Casey is sitting next to Cappy. And so they do the wishbone. And Casey gets the lucky side. And she's, like, turned towards Cappy but looking up at Rusty. And then when she, like, turns back, the look that she and Cappy share when she got the lucky part of the wishbone it was so cute. It made my stomach hurt. I was like, oh my God, I'm gripping this microphone so hard. It was so cute. And so then Casey gets up to go home and Cappy gets right up and he's like, I'll walk you home. 
panting <laughs> panicking i'm holding my breath and we see evan and rebecca are still at the table and evan is like clearly scared for his life like i think he should probably leave within the next three to five minutes as well before things get a little scary beaver throws something at him like a bunch of popcorn <laughs> Aww. And Rusty walks into the lab to start working on his project again. And he sees Dale and Dale looks like he's going to cry. Like, I think Dale is upset about his project and living with his actions. And it's just like down bad. And Rusty just silently sits down and starts walking too. And so now these scenes are intercut very like we're back and forth. We're ZBZ house, we're lab, we're ZBZ house, we're lab. So it's they're like clearly they're both leading to a climactic point. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was so intense. So Casey and Kathy walk into the ZBZ house. And also pay no mind having Thanksgiving dinner outside in Ohio <laughs> in November. I know. I loved their <laughs> um, sweaters and their scarves. It was really cute. They all looked really good in their... Like... Yeah, but it, it would certainly be way too cold, but uh, it's still very cute. And Cappy says... Um, oh, um, can we have a nightcap? And Casey goes... Yeah, good night, Cap. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. And he's like, so yeah, that was good. And he's like busted at this point. And then he's like, hmm, uh, no, that's not what I meant. Like, you know, must be really scary being the only one here. And she like looks at him and she's like, no boys allowed upstairs. And then she takes a few stairs up, steps up the stairs. And then he stops her and they're eye level. And he says, I I need to say something. And my body was mm. was and is right now filled with adrenaline at this point. They have the heat between them, like the chemistry. It was I know. It's unreal. And so now we're back in the lab and Rusty is trying and trying with his wire and he's willing it to work and he's even talking to it a little bit. This is so cute. He goes, I know he wants it to work so bad. And then Dale's looking at him and he's hearing him and he puts his headphones in and it's like, I can't blame him. Like, I get it, but it's also just sad. And so then Cappy is like, well, I've been thinking about stuff and she's like I've been thinking about stuff too should I get my hair colored would I look good as a brunette and he says you would look gorgeous with any color and I'm tearing up at this point and mm. and she's like okay noted like the way he said it was so nice and like so genuinely like I love you mm. and he's, he's stumbling over his words he says he's nervous and he says, I really wish things worked out with us. And she says, that was my wish too. And so now we're back in the lab and Rusty's light bulb is lighting up and he's so happy and he wants to celebrate with Dale and he turns around and he sees that he's ignoring him. And I'm just, I'm also just not used to feeling sentimental and affectionately towards Rusty, but this episode has me in my feels. I felt like I like loved Rusty this episode. I know. I wanted to scoop him up and say, it's okay. Good job. And so now the final scene, 
we're back at the ZVZ house and Kathy's like, is that what you wish for on your wish pretzel? And she says, you know what? I've been drinking. Let's talk about this tomorrow. And she starts to scamper up the stairs and he says, no, let's talk now. Yeah. Casey, let's talk now. And then this is fair. She says, I poured my heart out to you and you didn't come after me and you should have come after me. And he says, I know, and I have no excuse, um, but I'm here now, and I'm telling you, and then they kiss, and he's asked them, asked if they can try again, um, and he says, like, I want to be with you, and she says she wants to be with him, too, and I had chills, and I had chills now, and some tears, and it was just, ah, uh, so rewarding. I literally had a tear. I was so excited. I felt like the conversation they have them have, too, is, like, not that, like, okay, obviously, it's, like, not realistic, but I also feel like it wasn't, like, some crazy declaration where you're, like, these are college students. Like, it was very, like, sweet and it earnest felt very that true. I think that they would be yeah exactly yeah it kind of reminded me a little bit of um is it Jennifer Goodwin the actress and he's just not that into at the end when she's yeah. like, no I'm not the exception blah 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 and then Justin Long is like you are it was very much like that oh yeah, yeah. I love that movie I know my problematic fave I love that movie um <laughs> it was so sweet an inner cut with the rusty and the light bulb the and the light bulb gonna keep working just trying till it works they are oh, they are a wire that yes they're a wire that separated for one another it's it can a, be cut and cut and cut and it'll always, always heal itself. work yeah they always come back to each other oh my gosh now i'm what the spark will always come back mm-hmm. and a glow that was such a good episode. That's such beautiful a writing. Good episode. Was that not the um mid-season finale? No, there's weirdly one more. That's what I thought too. I was like, this feels like it would have been it would have been the mid-season finale. Well, you know what? Maybe, maybe I mean, it is. Usually they stop at 10, but maybe they did stop at nine. Well, I don't know. Because I, at- well, so there's one more and then it's the end of the semester. So I'm sure that that was the finale, but also they have such weird timing on the show that maybe not because remember the one season ended at the end of the world party and that was the middle of the semester. True. Yeah. So maybe they do have one more episode when they come back and then they start the spring semester. I don't know. So, I mean, I would be, I could be like, this was so rewarding. I could say and and this series. Yeah, it was good. It was yeah. so good. So rewarding. Uh, winner, uh, okay. Winner. My winner is Rusty. Good. I'm glad you gave it to him. If you didn't, I was going to. It's he's he's being resilient and he helped Cappy be resilient. He's also being like incredibly understanding of Dale. Like even in the beginning, like he understood why Dale would be frustrated. He was like really, really, really trying to be there for Dale. And mm-hmm. that's what made it even more heartbreaking. I know. A lot of growth for Rusty. So much growth, at least in the friend department. Who were your winners? I'll go, I'll go, I'll go Casey. You know, she was really like, yeah, ego lucky this episode. She was like trying, you know, to get her good karma, whatever. And then, of course, the end. She, she kept her eye on the prize. She did. 
being a turning down Evan Chambers, I mean, I, I know how many times can I say it in one episode, but I could never. <laughs> I mean, I would be the weakest link in that situation. And then having to explain <laughs> what happened after the fact. Oh, really, really. I'm so really glad she doesn't that. have that on her conscience. God, that would, thank God they didn't do that to us. Honestly, that would have been cruel. That would have been God. too much. They didn't do that to us this episode. I mean, like, the almost kissed is enough. It's enough to complicate things. You don't need to have them fully, like, going for it. Right. Yeah. I think my winner is Cappy. Just, mm-hmm. like, for the ending and for trusting his instincts. And also right. for his growth, too. You know, he's, like, also, you can see him maturing. He, like, he wants to be friends with Evan now. He doesn't want to pull pranks. Mm-hmm. He wants a serious relationship. And he's going for it yeah he's he's going for it I think like maybe we can give an honorable mention to Wade for saying yes. what we've I was actually gonna make time I was actually gonna make Wade Bieber and Heath my losers that's okay you can still okay. do that I'll give my honorable mention winner Wade and they can be your losers if you want to a lab the bunch of them just because I feel like they're holding Cappy back like they're all in this kind of mm. young mindset and they can't see that he's maybe coming out of it or they do see it and they don't want him to either way. I don't really like the way that they're like, it's not necessarily their fault, but like, I don't like the way that they're interacting with him. And That's also interesting. really, really bad at that game. <laughs> they are really bad at that game. I see what you're saying about the dynamic, but I would counter with i'm not sure that holding him back is necessarily the right terminology because the only thing that they're he's really doing differently is being like basically pledging another frat on the side yeah yeah but but i see what you're saying like the way that they're going about it is very much like we've always done it this way and now you're not socializing with us this way and like you can't you can't develop which i get I get what you're saying, but I, it's not like he's going for like, like it's less a big even degree. That, like the way that they're guilting him about yeah. it is like annoying to me. Like the way yeah. that they like, haven't been around. It's like, okay, sometimes people are busy. Thomas, you're a loser. I think I'm going to go Evan, um, just in direct opposition to Cappy. I, I mean, I felt really bad for Evan here, but I do think he was just like completely misreading the signs. Mm-hmm. And also, I think, like, I feel like I was almost, like, overly empathizing with Cappy in this episode, where I was even thinking, why did Evan tell him to turn around? You know, it, it was making me question a lot of things. Yeah. Even though I really do like Evan a lot. I, was I know, still- but we're all forced to question now after seeing how he spoke to Casey in her room. Yeah. And the nature of it all. I can't believe nobody, I'm going last and nobody has said my loser. I felt like it was an obvious stale. I thought it was going to be across the board. Oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, but, yeah. I was I was thinking that actually as I said, Evan, I was like, oh, I also was thinking Dale too, but no. Really bad ahead. showing for Dale. And like I said, like I, if Dale has no fans, I'm dead. But that was tough. That was probably his worst. Yeah. Like he's been in a while. I know. Than ever. Easily. I mean, like, it, it was bad when he, Sheila broke up with him. That was sad. But this was like, whoa, Dale. No, no, no. He's got to gain some perspective here. I know. I hope he gets back on track. 
Maybe Calvin will come back next episode and talk some sense into him. I was I just know. about to say, we got to get Calvin back in here to get his I miss right. Calvin yeah. and I miss Ashley. I yeah. know. We got to get him back in the mix. I can't wait for Ashley to hear about the, the Cappy kiss. She's going to be so happy. Oh my gosh. Okay. I hope. I hope. Well, what a, what a rewarding episode. Truly, like, this is this is what we signed up for. It was a good one really good this is in my top three like yeah it might be my casino night what I was gonna say it could be my number one but I think I'm just having like recency bias yeah I don't I mean this was good I loved how it was so simple too there wasn't a lot happening but it was just very like emotionally charged Mm -hmm. because it was so just like driven by their relationships since they were just kind of bopping around campus yeah Yeah. that's the whole show but still (laughs) all right well thanks for joining joining us on on this on down down memory memory. god that was good